A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a twice-a-month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. Hey, thank you for tuning in again to From My Standpoint. I'm your host, Josh C. Jones. If this is your first time listening, then I thank you for tuning in. And if it's not, well, thank you for coming back. I do appreciate it. But And do not forget to check out the uh, blogs at FromTheirStandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R Standpoint.com, where I will sometimes add links and some extra information that may not be in the podcast. Defiance. What is defiance? It's a willingness to fight, to resist, and confronting with assurance. <laughs> and here's where I really want to get into this uh, t- topic of defiance here. And trust me, it'll tie back around to the book. But if you get on the news media or you're on social media, you're um, watch TV, and I've already said social media, but my goodness, that is a world of defiance. But You've seen how the world and so many people in the world just relish in defiance. Defiance of law, defiance of rules, defiance of authority, uh, defiance of honor and respect, defiance of God. And when you see this, you especially see people denying uh, and, and defying God's fruits of the Spirit. Now, the fruits are not listed in my book, but I just wanted to mention this because when I first wrote this little piece here, and I'm expanding on it now for the podcast, of course, but it was a speech for a um, a writer's meeting and a meeting with some high, higher profile people, I was asked to give a short little presentation about the book and by my publisher and... I didn't know what to write about again, and again, I didn't think I was qualified, but God put it on my heart to speak about this, and it was during a time of uh, uncertainty and almost heartbreaking time in uh, my family's life, and I don't want to go into the details on that, but that's where I started writing this, and he put it on my heart to speak about, and once again, I have to say, but God, but God. So, as it says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, will, uh, which surpasses all understanding, it's an unexplainable peace. And an unexplainable peace that once again uh, came upon the family during this time. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so I just want to put that out there for you guys. But what are the fruits of the Spirit? Some of you may know this, some of you may not. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so when you defy these, like we see so many people in the world defying these fruits of the Spirit— 
When you defy them, you open the garden of your life. You open your foundation to poisonous uh, negativity and selfish wants, and you begin to corrode the fruit in your life, the very fruits of the Spirit. You begin to corrode them. And when you choose the path of the, the world and defy God, you begin to corrupt God's creation. And when you corrupt his creation, you cause the fruit to rot. And rotten fruit is not good for your health. Uh, if you don't believe me, just go out there and start eating rotten fruit everywhere you find it. Pull it out of the trash, eat it, see how you feel. It's not good for your health. And so I just want to reiterate that God's uh, fruit versus the world's fruit. God's fruit is joy. Uh, the world's is despair. God's is peace. The world's is strife. God's is forbearance. The world's is impatience. God's is kindness and the world's is cruelty. God's is goodness and the world's is evil. God's is faithfulness and the world's is betrayal and treachery. God's is gentleness and the world's is violence. God's is self-control and the world's is what I like to call emotional incontinence. You cannot control your emotions. And so people have been, been defying uh, God and these fruits uh, since the very beginning of time. Um, since Adam and Eve, actually, since they chose to sin in the garden. I mean, Adam and Eve, they were walking in the garden uh, with God. They were talking with God in the garden. They were in the garden where, as God said, all is good. Everything is good. And yet they still chose to defy God. They still chose to listen to the words of the serpent, which is Satan. And they allowed those words to infest their thoughts. And then, then, then they allowed their thoughts to create the desire to know and be like God himself. They took God's fruit of faithfulness. And because of their thoughts, they allowed that faithfulness to be rotted into betrayal. And, I mean, this could happen to anybody, I guess, right? Um, and it could be justified. So, I mean, why should they not know good and evil and be like God? They were created by God. They were in charge of the garden and God's creation. And God did command them to uh, work the garden and take care of it. Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. See, it's not my words. It's the Bible's. So, and here's another here's another thing. Did you know that Adam was even a part of the creation process? Yeah. Uh, he not only was to take care of the garden and God's creation, but he was allowed by God to be a part of the divine creation process. Um, I learned this from Justin Jackson, who's a professor at Hillsdale College, uh, where he said, God commanded Adam to participate in the work of the divine uh, creation process by naming the animals that God created. Adam was offered a part in the divine creation process. Man was a part of the divine creation process. And so my thought is, if God created everything and uh, you, since it was man, you were offered to be a part of the divine creation process, then couldn't you justify that maybe, just maybe, you are now considered a lowercase g God because you were a part of that process. Um, maybe you should know 
good from evil and have the knowledge of God. I don't know. Maybe that's just uh, wrong thinking. That's uh, negative and poisonous thinking that entered the brain uh, that rotted the fruit. But like I said, uh, uh, people have always tried to defy God since the beginning of time. So really, why are people shocked when they uh, still see it happening now in this fallen world? Um, It's just a part of this world. And Here's some other um, thoughts that I had, too. I mean, if Adam was a part of the creation process with God and Eve came from Adam, then why shouldn't they also know good from evil, right? Like I, like I said earlier, I mean, why should they not be like God? Because how can you truly know how good God is without knowing how evil the devil is? Without the knowledge of one, how can you logically compare the greatness and goodness or the wickedness and evil of the other? Without knowing good, how can you know what evil is and what to stay away from? I guess uh, maybe they could have just followed that one command that they had at the beginning of not eating from the tree of uh, the knowledge of good and evil. Just one command. But, you know, like I was doing and like all of us do, um, Adam and Eve must have started thinking, nope, 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 nope. <sighs> but as I, uh, as I state in my book, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose Your Destiny, it all starts with thought. It all starts with your thoughts. With Adam and Eve, it started in their thoughts through the words of the serpent. In their thoughts, they created their own downfall. They allowed the poisonous negativity and selfish wants to enter their minds. The words of the serpent were sinful and lustful and pleasing to their thoughts. And again, as I quote, and let me get this here, as I quote to my uh, book, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose your destiny. Uh, Let me get to the right page here. Um, As George Orwell so eloquently put it in his novel, 1984, but if thought corrupts language, language can also corrupt thought. And that is so true. So true. The um, serpent's language corrupted their thoughts. And then Eve's corrupted thoughts led to her corrupted language, which corrupted Adam's thoughts. And then, you know, uh, one thing led to another. And as I say, the serpent's sly language, as I said, sure did corrupt Eve's thoughts. And then Eve corrupted Adam's thoughts. (sighs) And soon they made their choice and their destiny was chosen. Now, I want to mention this here, is that the devil cannot create. He cannot create anything. Only God is the creator. But the devil sure can corrupt and warp. The devil can take a beautiful piece of creation that is pleasing to the eye and tantalizing to the senses and is lustful in its beauty. And he can draw us in with that sweet little white lie. The devil is the master of propaganda. And the devil's eloquent tongue, I mean, he knew good and evil himself. 
with his eloquent, eloquent tongue, let me get that word right, eloquent, eloquent, that eloquent tongue, uh, he so gracefully mixed the tantalizing truth of gaining knowledge, of knowing good and evil like God, and he mixed it in with the desirable lie of not dying, of having no bad or negative consequences for their actions. Because they bit the fruit and they didn't die right away. So maybe God was lying. Just maybe. Maybe that's what he meant. You would die right away. Not, you would not live forever on this earth, but your body shall pass away. He mixed the truth with a lie. And again, you know, questions come to my mind. It says, why can't Adam and Eve eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and in turn gain the wisdom of good and evil? Are these good thoughts or bad thoughts? You decide. Because, I mean, it is their mind. It's their brain. It's their thought. It's their life. And in essence, when you think about it, it is their body. So it should be their choice, right? Maybe? Well, I mean, it, it, it is their choice. It was their choice. But we live in the creation of God, a God of order. And this order, in this order, there are laws in which the whole creation operates. The whole creation operates. Meaning we are never truly void of the consequences of our choices. It may be your life. It may be your body. It may be your mind. It may be uh, your actions because it is your choice. But you're never void of the consequences of those actions. The law of cause and effect, as an example, I'm just going to, as simply as I can put it here, as plainly as day as I can put it, the law of cause and effect states that for every cause, there is an effect. Cause and effect. Simple, right? And God states in Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. People may try to mock him, but he cannot be mocked. For a man reaps what he sows. You reap what you sow. Adam and Eve reaped what they sowed. They sowed seeds of pride and grandeur in their thoughts and through their own uh, other traits as described. Yes, I'm going to hold it up again. As described in this book, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose Your Destiny. They, uh, the crop they reaped was sin unleashed on the very same creation that they were commanded to work and protect and sin leashed upon themselves, cause and effect, action and consequence, choice and destiny. Adam and Eve fell for the trap of indulging peer pressure from the serpent to defy God and his commands. <sighs> they fell for the trap and defied the fruits of the Spirit. They went from joy and peace and self-control to despair and strife and emotional incontinence. I mean, they lost control of their emotions, obviously. They felt ashamed when they saw that they were naked. They hid from God. They lied to God. They argued and blamed each other and the serpent, of course. And they allowed their focus to deviate from what was good, to deviate from God and turn toward the opinions and the supposed knowledge 
of the serpent until they chose to defy God. Just makes me think one command. All they had was one command. And now how many commands and laws do we have? Man, we have troubles following even the simplest of commands. But how how do we how do we correct this? How do we correct this with our thoughts when this negativity starts sinking into our thoughts when the world's and other people's uh negative and bad and uh hurtful and criticizing opinions and comments about us and our life and our character especially those who want to publicly lie about you and try to destroy you for their own gain or for their own uh, feelings. How do we protect our minds with this? Well, it states it right there in Joshua 1.8 when it says, Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on what? Meditate on God's word day and night. Meditate on good, positive, uplifting things, God's word, day and night. And let me get this here. As I also say in the book, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose Your Destiny. And let me open up to that page. It says, by meditating or thinking of good, positive, and uplifting thoughts and saying good, uplifting, and positive words every day, we are essentially ensuring that the clusters of our life hold together and continually build toward our better future. And these clusters, when held together, act as our raft, keeping us afloat on life's rapids. Because without it, we would surely drown in our own negativity and misery. What clusters am I talking about? <laughs> You're going to have to read the book to find out. Um, I'm not going into that. Just purchase the book and read it and you'll find out. But those... uh. The negativity and misery, the negativity and misery, negativity and misery garnered from allowing our focus, our thoughts to deviate from God and toward man, toward what the media is saying, toward the social media world, the opinions and beliefs of those we don't even know on social media toward the opinions and supposed knowledge of the fallen world that keeps trying to defy God. We are seduced by the cunning words of the serpent. And you may be asking, who is this serpent that I keep talking about? And yes, I mentioned it was Satan, it was the devil. But what else is the serpent? The serpent is those who mock. Remember, God cannot be mocked. The serpent is those who mock, who berate, who falsify, who cheat, and lie. The serpent is the internet troll. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you there's an internet troll watching me right now that's going to be leaving comments. But hey, let the serpent strike all he wants. He's underneath my feet, and I can just stomp him down. I don't need to listen to him. The serpent is the corrupt and wicked The serpent is sin, and the serpent is the culture conformed to this world. Adam and Eve are no different than us, and we're no different than Adam and Eve, because we came from them, we're all human. And just like them, we can be tricked if we do not guard our thoughts. We can begin to desire to please the serpent, to appease the serpent, to care more about the serpent's opinion than God's word. 
And when this happens, we can be tricked to view ourselves and our destiny through the eyes and opinions of the world and the serpent. Their opinion and words of us apart from God's word. Rather than our opinion of ourselves through God's word. Let me say that again. In case I stumbled over it and confused someone. When that happens, when we care more about the serpent's opinion than God's word, when this happens, we can be tricked to view ourselves and our destiny through the world's opinion of us apart from God's word, rather than our opinion of ourselves through God's word. Now, like I said, humans from the beginning seem to have chosen the former, meaning they believe the serpent knew the whole truth and was correct and God was holding out on them, Adam and Eve. In that moment, the serpent's opinion mattered more than God's word. So the question here is, whose opinion are you going to follow and whose are you going to defy? Each opinion, gods or the serpents, can take us on a different path. And let me just tell you this. One is a path of love and an eternal ideology of truth, and the other is division and an ideology of identity politics. One is a path of joy and hope, the other is one of despair and dark days ahead. One is a path of peace, and the other is a path of strife and confusion and pain. One is a path of forbearance and patience and tolerance. The other is a path of impatience and intolerance and oppression. One is a path of kindness and grace and mercy, and the other is a path of cruelty and crudeness and disgrace. One is a path of goodness and law and righteousness. The other is a path of wickedness and lawlessness and evil. One is a path of faithfulness toward loving God and the truth, and the other is a path of betrayal and treachery and lies. One is a path of gentleness and meekness and peaceful gatherings, and the other is a path of violence and destruction and riots. One is a path of self-control and understanding of responsibility and accountability, and the other is blame-shifting and both diseases, emotional incontinence and emotional dysfunction. So, defiance or trust? Who are you going to trust and who are you going to defy? You, you have to choose. You're going to trust one. You're going to trust the serpent or you're going to trust God. And you're going to defy one. You're going to defy what, the, what God tells you or you're going to defy what the serpent tells you. Trust and defy. Hope in the carnal and, hope in, uh, hope in the carnal and material or hope in the eternal. So your faith is going to be in the serpent or your faith is going to be in God. What path will you choose? What are you going to allow to enter your thoughts and to be the target of your focus? The opinions of a fallen world that's bent on defying God? Or on God and His promises as listed in His Word? Who will you allow to influence you and what path will you choose to take? Trust and defy. Trust and defiance. It's your choice. It's your destiny. Life or death. Choose your destiny. 
Don't forget to check out the other great shows at www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R standpoint.com. The other shows of Bold Identity, Bold Belief by Cindy Carpenter, and Diz Nerd Chat, discussing everything Disney by Jen and Hay. And if you even slightly liked what you've heard in these podcasts, please, please, please rate, review, and share. If you have not yet subscribed, then I encourage you to subscribe to From My Standpoint to ensure you receive a reminder when new episodes are released. You can follow me on Facebook at FM Standpoint, on Instagram at From My Standpoint, or visit the website www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R standpoint.com and click on my show, From My Standpoint. And now, what you've all been waiting for... It's the wisdom of Dad Joke. Defiance. It can take up residence in each of our lives. Just like everything, we can find a positive in all the supposed negative if we are willing to change our perspective and look for positivity, such as defiance. It can be a bad thing leading to death, or it can be a good thing leading to life. It is our choice. And just as I spoke about Adam and Eve in the first recorded defiance and how it all started in their thoughts, their mind, and they erased the memory of God's one command. Do you know what else I read shares a similar story? The oldest computer. Yeah, that's right. The oldest computer was an apple, and just like Adam and Eve, it was one bite, and then everything crashed. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective, and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.